0: previously on those were the days
1: just how thirsty this show was i'm ditching the southern accent cuz i can't keep it up and on the other hand you're watching how to castrate a cat i love you willie nelson are his overalls backwards <laughs> His gooch is touching that bicycle seat. <laughs> Both of those spoiled with a K, so I'm glad they stopped at just two.
0: Snoop Dogg's two friends are Willie Nelson and Martha Stewart.
2: That is the triple threat we didn't know we needed.
3: It's like an ADHD dream.
1: There were 18 individual comedy sketches.
0: And this felt like a laugh-in that was recorded in a Texas roadhouse.
1: Those were the days as filmed before a live internet audience.
3: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Those Were the Days, where we take a look back at old TV through a modern lens with nostalgic eyes. I'm your host, Stephen, and tonight's episode is all about the funniest variety show you've never heard of, The Flip Wilson Show. Uh, Now, I can't talk about this wonderful show all by myself, so of course, we're joined tonight by some wonderful, wonderful co hosts. First up is America's next top podcaster, herself, Amy Frost.
0: I know that, like, tradition around here is that we have, like, little pithy things that we say, and they're usually pretty funny, but um, tonight I would be going up against Joan Rivers, and that's just not. (laughs)
3: And <laughs> we're joined, of course, by the state of Georgia's
1: all-time greatest artist, Audie Norman. Okay, pithy thing incoming. So, we're going to church. So, what do they do at church? You gotta relate something to something you know. So you know the Holy Spirit is like a fart. If you keep it in, it, it's not gonna do you any good. You gotta let that out. That's all I got. <laughs> it's, it's great.
3: And of course, last but not least, the dean of podcasting at large, TV's Travis.
2: So much like Amy, I wanted to come up with something pithy and then realized, no, I'm going up against Red Fox, and that's just, <laughs> I can't do that. And then I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a riff on the, on the preacher, and then I'm glad I didn't go that route because Audie, <laughs> Audie did it better. So I'm just here. Uh-huh. I'm just happy
3: to be here. <laughs> you know, you did a good riff on the bench skit. You just didn't know it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so that's, that's what you need to know. Well, man, I am so excited to be here talking about the Flip Wilson Show, which is a, a variety show that aired in the 70s, in case you couldn't tell, uh, based on the, the wardrobe there. Uh, but I have been a fan of Flip Wilson for years. And I'm going to tell you why. I saw one episode on Nick at Night during some special they were doing, and I laughed until I cried. I was probably 10 or 11. You know, it's it's definitely typical me, (laughs) outside of the age that should care, but enjoys it to death. Yeah. And I never watched another episode. I'm not going to lie to you guys, this is the second episode of the Flip Wilson Show I've ever seen. (laughs) It made, but it made such an impact, that first episode that I've thought about it ever since. And... We are old uh, in terms of internet ability, you mm-hmm. know. Like mm-hmm. it's it hadn't been around that long. We lived through a time where we didn't have it, much oh, yeah. less streaming video. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I could go out there and just go, "Gee, I wonder what more of this show I could watch." It wasn't a thing. Like if it didn't come on TV and I, they didn't have the videos at Blockbuster, I wasn't gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's been just kind of floating around in my brain until this show gave me the opportunity to revisit it. So now I want to hear from you guys if you have ever even heard of Flip Wilson prior to this or if you've ever watched his show. We'll, we'll start with Adi.
1: Okay, I don't think, I don't know that I heard of Flip Wilson. I feel like I've seen him before. But this is the first time watching him, you know, intentionally knowing who he is and being like, okay. And good Lord, I did, know, did not know that Flip Wilson walked so that Tyler Perry could run. Good boy.
3: <laughs> yes! Yes, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, and Travis, how about yourself?
2: I was aware of who Flip Wilson was, and I had certainly seen him in something. What it was, I couldn't tell you, but he did He did a good number of things in the 70s and 80s. Um, guest spots here and there. But first time ever, like, watching the Flip Wilson show, or kind of like, audience. Oh, first time sort of intentionally watching something that is flip wilson based and i had a blast it was fun he he's he's great and he's got some some great timing
3: yeah yeah he's he's one of the comedians that i'm often shocked is not brought up more in conversation around you know particularly black comedians like your red fox and your richard pryor and your eddie murphy's and stuff flip wilson was a a cultural touchstone, you know? Like, he was he was a thing. He had his own variety show and brought on countless talented guests. Like, I mean, obviously, you can count them if you want to, but let's just pretend <laughs> there's a whole lot of people, like, just a handful of names. I, it's To me, Flip Wilson's show is kind of an intersection of modern names we're aware of and classic names we've forgotten. Sure. Uh, so if you look through, like, we got Bobby Darren. You got your James Brown, Roy Clark, uh, Lily Tomlin, still alive. Red Fox, he's gone. Carol Spinney from, like, Sesame Street? What? Perry Como's on here? Louis Armstrong? Uh, Ed Asner, Robert Goulet, Dean Martin even guested on Flip Wilson's show at one point. Good Lord. That's talent, y'all.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I don't know how how this show flew under the radar for our generation, uh, given that this many... Awesome people are on there. Joan Rivers. I mean, everybody loved Joan Rivers. Yeah. So I, I was just uh, I was tickled to go back to the show, and it, the the guest list alone made it very difficult to pick an episode. And luckily, Daily Motion only had like three <laughs> full episodes to watch. And even but even then, it was difficult because I'm looking at people like there was a Ray Charles episode. Uh, there's a Richard Pryor and um, and Tim Conway.
0: Oh uh, who is
3: one of my favorites? And we haven't done the Carol Burnett show mm. on variety shows. Yet. So I'm going to just let you know ahead of time. We're probably coming back here uh, <laughs> to do this again. Because Carol Burnett not making it feels just wrong little, somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it's, it, but this show, it's. It's something else. I just really found it found it special. It had, like you were saying, Travis, just comedic timing out the wazoo for everybody. And it is more of a traditional variety show. Um, kind of in the vein of a late night talk show in a lot of ways, because it doesn't have that manic energy that Hee Haw had. Um, it's not... Or even Viva Variety. It doesn't have that level of energy either. It's a much more downplayed, chill sequence of skits
0: it's much closer to the muppet show Mm
3: -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yeah that's actually a really good point it definitely has that i mean shoot even the set (laughs) feels like
2: (laughs) muppet show
3: like well i would Um, say
2: the muppet show had a more elaborate set than the flip wilson show
3: (laughs) yes yes But this worked, right? Like even with the just the stage, it was very simple. It's like a stage in the center of a bunch of people in in that are watching. And I think it's one thing I loved about it that was more endearing is there was no laugh track. There was Mm -hmm. no. It was Mm -hmm. like a literal audience, and you could see them around the circle, Mm -hmm. um, which was kind of great to me. And you could you knew they were waiting on of breaks in the laughter so they Mm -hmm. could continue talking. Mm -hmm. Um, Joan Rivers at one point when she was doing her five minutes. I, at one point, I saw she was desperately trying to get everyone to shut up so she could finish her <laughs> final, But it was it was so funny;
0: people were losing it, and she's mm-hmm. just like, "I'm I know, on TV." No, we <laughs> we were like on a timeline. Let's go. She's like, "I'm trying to nail
3: this crescendo, yeah. and we got to get you got to let me go because uh, it plays like a live show. You don't really feel the cuts." no uh so much in nah. there um maybe there's a couple places i saw where it could have been cut particularly during the church of what's happening now uh which was pretty great um but anyway we can kind of walk through the show if you want talk about the skits individually uh how we felt about them where it took us mentally or i can start with some uh some flip wilson trivia we can start with some flip. Let's yeah. start with some flip Wilson trivia. I'm going to make this. I'm going to decide this on the fly. <laughs> uh, so Could flip, you, did, you never heard of him? Why haven't you heard of him? I don't know because he's been all over the place. Uh, he was actually born the, the, one of the kids in like a ten person, a ten kid family, one of ten children, uh, and ended up in the foster system. Because uh, his his mother left, his father couldn't take care of the kids. Ended up in the foster system. Eventually joins the, the army or the uh, the air force, and that's where he got his nickname. The, the servicemen in the air force always said they, that he was flipped out, and started calling him Flip, uh, which I thought was pretty great. All right, it Flip. I don't know what flipped out necessarily means, but that's where he got his nickname from, and he took it as as a stage name, uh, and he started entertaining. After he was working as a bellhop at the Manor Plaza Hotel in San Francisco, uh, and he would he would go to a uh, a nightclub down the street and got extra work playing a drunken patron in between acts. So he would act like a drunk, and it which played up well during this because he played a drunk uh, at one point. What was that skip for? He played as a, it was, it was the, his uncle. He played his uncle Lim, yeah, mm-hmm. drunk yep. at the and I was like oh, okay. He's got this nailed. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's done this act before. So he would get on the stage and he would ad lib. He'd take that act all over the place uh, and then got better. And one of the things I thought was really cool is on the tonight show. I tried to find this clip and I couldn't find it, but Red Fox was on the tonight show with Johnny Carson and Johnny asked him, who's the comedian we should all be watching for. And he said, flip Wilson. And it was before he had gotten any real mainstream notoriety. Which I thought was was really cool. at red fox to toss out, you know. Yeah. yeah, I watched this kid. He's great. Um, which was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, his career after that, he was he was just a traveling comedian, did all kinds of things, uh, went on Laugh In, evidently a bunch, and then uh, got the Flip Wilson Show in 1970, which ran through 1974, and he pretty much stopped doing a lot of stuff in the 80s and didn't. I think the last thing he really did. Uh, was on the Drew Carey Show in '96. That's the last place he did any hmm. work. Um, which I don't remember that now. The Drew Carey Show is going to be visited at some point because oh, yeah. it's yeah. one of my favorite shows. Yeah, easy. Uh, so we got we look. You got. I'm foreshadowing a lot here. <laughs> so <laughs> subscribe to the podcast if you're one of the crazy people that's listening to this ad hoc on the website or something like. <laughs> Click the subscribe button. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wanna subscribe, trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit that button. Uh but yeah, so we'll get into the show. He starts off with a monologue. This is where that, that uh late night talk yeah. show vibe kind of comes in, is you've got the uh the opening monologue about his uncle Lim, uh which had some real great zingers in there. That I dug a lot, particularly the one where he's got he's gone to that great stage down below. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he called him, yeah, he had his name for himself, and the cops had another name. He called him <laughs> Uncle Lim. It was, it was pretty good. It was spot on uh, timing. Um, but they've done, they did a skit like after that the skip for the bench. Mm-hmm. I get, so I'd watched a couple episodes of this and one with Tim Conway, they had a chair and they yeah. had to make stories up about this chair. And this definitely felt like a summer camp
0: yeah. improv. Oh <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I was,
1: was going to say this whole show just felt like a talent show where you've got the most talented people doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like a like a Who's line, but mm-hmm. it, it was scripted. But like the way they played it off, you sometimes you're like, did they make that up?
1: <laughs> I was doing that Were the whole show. It? I was like, is uh-huh. this scripted? Is this like, hey, we've got a premise premise for this bit, and we just run with it? Mm-hmm. Good lord.
3: Yeah, the bench the bench was pretty great because that's a good place to showcase all your talent at once. You know, you've got you had Joan Rivers come up asking, like <laughs> acting like she was trying to get away from her husband because he Which was crazy.
2: Had the best punchline. That was the, of that, all was of the of them. that was the best punchline. That was the
3: best one. I, oh, I, I can't get
2: away
1: from him. Why? Because he's a bus driver. his job. <laughs> what was he? Doing? But just before that, my favorite was when she's talking about he's driving me crazy, and Flip is like, "My wife." is the same way and she's like my husband's driving your <laughs> wife your crazy, crazy too, too. <laughs> I was like that's beautiful that's very that good that really
3: good and she was talking about my wife or flip says my wife was watching the, got so into the game <laughs> loved being loved playing now she's a linebacker yeah Yeah. Uh which was pretty good I thought that was
2: that was, that was magic. That was a punchline that I didn't see coming because no. the, and the delivery of it was perfect. She went after one of the Rams linebackers. No, she is a Rams linebacker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Paints a picture. Yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. It does. It really gives you what you need there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Helen Reddy comes on. Who was familiar with Helen Reddy's music prior to this?
0: I feel like I know Just the name.
1: But... One thing that I remember her yeah. from. Peach Dragon. Mm.
3: Okay. She was in Pete's Dragon. Yeah,
1: she's the oh, yeah. late main lady, the lighthouse keeper's daughter. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I would say so she's, Pete's Dragon. Yeah.
2: That's what I was familiar with. Was mm-hmm. Pete's Dragon.
1: <laughs> <Okay. sighs> I had
3: no idea who she was. I, I like you guys. I'd, I'd heard her name, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know. And so I was watching this with Stephanie, and we were both watching the just basic, <laughs> basic, like musical segment. Uh, which had no pomp and circumstance. It was just Helen Reddy's going to sing plants. us a song. Great,
1: but it did yeah. have the seventies. Let me show your full body here yes. in the corner and your head in this <laughs> it corner. Made me yes. so happy. Oh, that was
3: great. It really did Pretty the Olin bad. Mills photo yes. shot. Right there, you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <sighs> did man, that was somebody was real proud of that when mm-hmm. they came up with that mm-hmm. shot. Oh yeah. Oh look how good that looks. It's just something else, yeah. And but it struck up a a question Stephanie had when we were watching this together. She was like, "Do you think we accepted less talent a long time ago than we do now?" (laughs) And I was like, "What do you mean? Helen Reddy's got a beautiful voice." But it was like, it's a different vibe. And we got into this discussion over like, is it genres that we listen to that change over time? Is it actual voices? That we care, like the the smoothness. Do we know what? How do we? How, how has music changed over these? We got in so, deep discussion about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: because I think I think part of it, right, is because you you think about it, right, and that was radio, right. And so, yeah. like a lot of times, you probably never saw them. You know what I yeah. mean? You'd, it wasn't mm-hmm. the whole thing now, where like you are gonna like basically once MTV started, right? Like, and even now, like we see a video, right? Like, look at how many people mm-hmm. listen to all of their music on YouTube. Right, yeah. right, like yeah. the official videos and all of that. So, like, you got to also put on a show, mm-hmm. which was not always a thing. We could just have, you know, full body in the background, mm-hmm. close-up face, soulful <laughs> yeah. singing. Well,
2: and, and, like, really, I mean, when you think about even popular music before this, there was very few bands that you could just, you knew what their stage presence was like, and stage mm-hmm. presence was mm-hmm. very different. So, like, you had the Beatles where the four of them looked almost identical on stage they would dress (laughs) the same and they didn't yeah they didn't do a whole lot here's helen redding and she's just like i she has an amazing voice but there isn't a ton of like theatricality to it like you would get today there's not a lot of production going into that because it's all about music and amy you brought it up perfectly with radio like that's just what it is Mm -hmm. that's that's what you're looking for so also yeah just the
1: evolution of being an artist when there was only so many slots and you were Mm. picked by somebody to be given that slot, whereas today everybody can try and get everybody's attention, so that's what they do. You didn't necessarily have to do that back then because somebody picked you and you got lucky.
3: Yeah, yeah. But like they had the gatekeeping element. mm -hmm. And
2: and you look at... uh, If you put the musical acts on a spectrum, on one end you've got Helen Redding and the Flip Wilson show and what she did, and on the other end of it is... Fishbone on Viva Variety, <laughs> which was just controlled chaos for three minutes, and yeah, it's so with different. Big
0: old air quotes on that one.
3: Uh huh. Barely controlled <laughs> chaos. Yeah. There's a theremin and a zydeco
0: in the it same just stage. It was so, that. It was the best part. <laughs> Hands down.
2: But it just shows it shows the difference too in musical performance by yeah. not only genre but also era. And Mm -hmm. this era and the type of music that she was doing, which is this kind of what would be considered today sort of adult contemporary, I think is probably what it would be classified as. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of sort of stage show going on there. It's very focused on the music. And you saw this a lot in this era, too. 70s era. Yeah. There was a lot of just one person on stage. No band, no backing band at all. The music was piped in and they were singing. And that's
3: it. Yep. Just standing there. Yep. Yeah. It's not like, stuff like Tina Turner was an outlier, like the yeah. big showboat mm-hmm. performances. Yeah. This was more like, you know, your dry Streisand's the same way. Yeah, you're just going to stand there, and you're going to be a master class singer. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to just, but it's from a time, I guess you're right, like when you would maybe put on a record, just kind of sit in your living room yeah. and just listen, yep. uh, which is different than what we expect now, which is more of a full sensory overload kind of <laughs> kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just say if all Rihanna did at the Super Bowl the other day was just stand there, we might have been like, this is kind of. Which is. Bo- I mean, she kind of just did stand there a lot, but for good reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, but at the same but, time, you know, mellow songs that come out every now and then just totally hit us in the face. Like, I keep thinking of sure. Johnny. Um, oh, oh, what's his name? Johnny. Um, Why can I not- Ringo. No. He did the Johnny cover Silver, of Hurt. Johnny. Oh Johnny, oh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. When that came out, and everybody knew the song Hurt as, you know, this other type of song, and then it's just him playing the guitar scene, it's so mellow, and it was just like, Oh, yeah. Holy mm-hmm. crap, you know? Yeah. Every That's once true. in a while, yeah, something like that will will ju- we'll knock our socks off, because we don't get that as much anymore.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so back back then, this probably was one of those things too that people were just like, "Oh man, that's beautiful music." I'm gonna mm-hmm. sit here and enjoy it. Whereas my ADD rattled 21st century brain was like, "Man, this is a long song. <laughs> <laughs> she done yet?" Because uh, it's just it's weird too when you're sitting with people and you're just watching a quiet performance. It's mm-hmm. Like we, I I can't if I feel like I'm sitting in a quiet room and I need <laughs> to just bring up something. Uh, but no, I mean it's very she was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this wasn't the only thing Helen Reddy did. She was in the bench skit. Yeah. Uh, at the end is the lost girl who got flip lost, uh, which was pretty, that was a fun word game Mm -hmm. thing they did. Uh, but yeah, so she doesn't, she joins into the show, which I thought was cool and I did not expect from the musical guest. I thought she would be a musical guest. Uh, but you saying she was in Pete's Dragon makes a lot more sense. Like she had acting chops to go with her singing chops. Yeah. And it seemed to me she was too good at the acting part to just be a singer. I was sitting there wondering that. I was like, man, she's got, like I believe her character right now. Like this is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which a lot of musical guests, you're just like, they can't. They've never done this before. Yeah, <laughs> She was in <laughs> Airport
0: 1975.
3: No, hey, All right. Go, <laughs> <laughs> See? All the talent right there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And... Uh, I was just gonna say, just in that next sketch with the artist thing, she comes in as somebody to buy the painting. Like, yeah. just that little bit, <laughs> she was really good. Yeah. So, yeah, she had mm-hmm. her chops.
3: And speaking of art, this is where we really <laughs> get to showcase Red Fox. Yeah. Being uh-huh. Red Fox, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a huge Sanford and Son fan. Like, I love it. I love it so much that I have got like sounds ready to go. At any point,
1: you know it's there. (laughs) Which, yet again, you're welcome, YouTube. Listen out, subscribe now because we're going to cover that one at some point too, for sure. We'll be there. Oh
3: yeah, we'll be there. Uh, But yeah, so this sketch features just uh, just Flip Wilson and, and Red Fox together as. Uh, buddies who seem to just want to make some money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're sitting there with their uh, trying to plan on making an art an art piece because a a, a piece of art went for three hundred thousand dollars.
0: So the best part is when when Flip's trying to show him the article about this piece of art that sold for all this money, right? And he's like, "Look, this is the perfect idea. Somebody killed his friend for the insurance money." <laughs> <laughs> oh. that was so good it's like
3: no man $300,000 painting and the the thing that got me when I was watching that was that they said well he was a thousand times better than you well if he made $300,000 maybe we can make $300 $300 a piece
1: yeah and I love the idea behind this joke is nothing new and is one we could still use and play with today. Like everybody mm-hmm. makes the joke about how crappy that art looks that sold for whatever I can do that. Yeah. And they just run with it here so beautifully. And can I just say my absolute favorite was mm-hmm. the prop of the palette connected to a plunger, to a plunger and he's holding the plungers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that when you make art, Audi. I thought that was uh, a, not know, since it was I went bad.
1: digital. So
3: that-
1: it's hard to do a, a plunger on the iPad now. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it was that and the canvas that had zero right angles. Mm-hmm. None. Not no. one. <laughs> and it's he kept setting touches it. touches
3: that just make it work. He kept
2: setting it down, paint side down on that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we just leave it there and then pick it up.
1: Yeah. Put the apple in the middle of it at one point. <laughs> oh, after <laughs> taking a bite, I was like, you. Are you eating some of that paint? Like, this is the yeah, 70s. That I stuff's got not, lead in it still, don't right?
0: Don't eat the white one. It's fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> love the gag where he's pointing his thumb at Red Fox's face <laughs> to try and get perspective, and they just start both looking up. What are you looking at? Whatever you pointing at. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was so good. It it just had that. It, you're right when you said it at the uh-huh. top. There's the comedic timing of the whole. The whole thing, like Red Fox is just so oh good all by himself. Oh, my other favorite
1: um, line was, "What well, you can't paint on that? There aren't any numbers on that." <laughs> <laughs> that got like, me. It wow. got
3: me good. I was that was a belly laugh for me when that happened. <laughs> Take it. So then the lady comes in and offers. He takes that bite out of the apple, and uh, it's painted the half an apple. The lady comes in to buy it, and she's the Red Fox is supposed to get half the money because it was his apple. And uh <laughs> ends up being gives him a few bucks for another apple because he's like, Well, I ate your half. Uh which that just that was great. Um Can I say I was follow- impressed
1: that they had a that like it was the long joke of that painting actually being there. Like I did not expect him to turn it around and show yeah. us a half painted app. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: I was kind of shocked too. I was I d I wasn't expecting there to be an actual painting back there. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad for the audience that was sitting with the perspective to where they could see that the whole time because it kind of burned the, <laughs> the punchline for them. Like they're already they're already in it; they know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so after that, we get this happens on the Flip Wilson show a lot. They, he gives the comedians their time, you know, yeah. they get their five minutes or whatever. George Carlin did it, um, and now Joan Rivers did it. I'm sure there was countless other comedians that did this. Joan Rivers. <sighs> Is a legend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A legend in every sense of the word. And it's a tragedy she's not with us anymore because we can use more Joan Rivers' jokes. Yeah. Um, we can
1: use more of Joan Rivers not being given a fine a flip about what anybody thinks and just talks her mind because, good lord. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh yeah, it's just it's I've always loved her for that, is that anytime she was on something you can guarantee that someone's gonna clutch their pearls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody somewhere is gonna be like oh, No, she
0: didn't. I went you know I went, I, went I I was like, Well maybe I could just like steal one of her jokes for the opening. That'd be fine. <laughs> and then it was like can I find a joke that won't make Stephen blush? Let me just
1: nope. No. No. But
0: I so I I lost it because I'm like reading them and they're so good. Um, and the best one, the one that just like I lost it from her like this is like her 50 best jokes or whatever. And it's my best birth control now is just to leave the light song, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's my so god! <laughs> and oh yeah, it, oh, that's
2: her writing hilarious. was great, and the delivery was so good, and she would be interactive mm-hmm. with the audience during it too. Mm-hmm. Whether there were people actually reacting or not, it, it was difficult to tell. But I loved that. Like yeah. there was some, mm-hmm. like the, you know just her pointing at people and be like, I know, right? I know, mm-hmm. and like sort of playing <laughs> off of the the surprised reactions of people. Was so good. And she comes out dressed pink head to toe with that gigantic boa. boa.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Oh, Oh, yeah. It was like a
2: 25 foot feather boa. Yeah.
0: A dozen ostriches (laughs) cried out in pain, but oh, it was really good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just pretend they were were synthetic feathers. It it was. It was the 70s. Everything was plastic.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: Joan wasn't yet. Oh, yeah. Not yet. No. Joan wasn't plastic yet. (laughs) yet. (laughs) Not yet. I came late. why yeah, it, I almost know, didn't
0: recognize her <laughs> right. for a hot second. I was like, mm. "Wait a minute."
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, you try sad. and figure it out because you're like, "I'm used to her face being much tighter than this, but unrecognizable mm. to me until she <laughs> started initially." Talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until she started yep. talking, you're like, "Oh, okay, oh, I, right. I, I get it."
1: Okay, here's yeah. a quick question for you all. Then, what was your first? Do you remember your first ever experience with Joan Rivers? Because I remember mine, and it oh, was the dear. Muppet Absolutely. movie she was in. I don't her and Miss Piggy, that, that whole, they're working at the beauty place. Okay. Like, I didn't know who Joan Rivers <laughs> was, was but that. I remember that bit to this day. It's the first time I recognized who she was.
3: I uh, was about to say, I don't recall my my experience with Joan Rivers, but I, my gut was telling me the Muppets was, is yeah. where I remember mm-hmm. her yeah. from.
2: <laughs> uh, Spaceballs, 100%. Yeah. Oh,
3: snap, Yeah. Because Spaceballs
2: is the first movie I can recall seeing in a theater. And like the, nice. the oh, wow. whole experience of seeing it is burned into my brain. And so her voice as Dot, as Dot Matrix is forever.
1: That's a heck of a first movie oh, yeah.
2: theater experience. <laughs> yeah. First thing I remember, pick. I know I went to movies, my parents took me to stuff before that. Mm-hmm. But that is my first memory of a theater is Spaceballs. I got Gobstoppers, candy. I'd
0: uh-huh. never had
2: them before, and I sat in the. I know exactly which theater it was, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, and like, just the whole all of it is just burned into my memory of watching that movie. Which is why I will never not like Spaceballs.
3: because it's, it's a masterpiece. It is. I, I, my first experience with baseballs was the TBS on a tape. We recorded it. <laughs> and so I didn't know there was even explicit language in it until I was 18. <laughs> yup. Like, no clue. Like, wait, they drop an F bomb in this movie? That's crazy. I didn't know that. So, yeah, this i don't know what i could say or how i could re- i've bombed every joke i've tried to repeat here so i'm not going to try <laughs> Rivers because they were all just fantastic and if you didn't watch this show with us for your homework just go back and just watch that part yeah and just mm-hmm. watch a master work uh just doing her thing because it was so good um so and post this, we get another headline. Oh okay, yeah, go ahead. And, I was just to ahead, say, Travis.
2: and it was it was a tight five minutes, and it was rapid fire. She didn't let yep. up at any point. Mm-hmm. She, the only time she let up was when the audience was laughing too much, which mm-hmm. happened a few times, and she had yeah. to kind of calm them down. But it was just great. I loved <laughs> I loved that
3: so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, you know what, one of the things that sold me on this episode, aside from it being Red Fox and her and stuff, I lo- I watched some of the other options. And I love George Carlin. I love what he does. I love his comedy. Uh, but it did his his set for this show did not work for me yeah. as well as I would have wanted it to. So I was like, well, that just that means we're watching we're watching this other we're watching Joan Rivers do her thing. And it's not George Carlin's fault. He had his very clean show for Flip Wilson. It just didn't. Well, it wasn't for me. And this problem? would have
2: been early '70s. So this would have been like his hippy Maybe. dippy weatherman stage. Yes, mm-hmm. and he, so he, did, he
3: did his weatherman thing on that too.
2: Yeah. When it when it, it, that if that era of Carlin is for you, then you probably really would love hit that five minutes. But if you're more, mm-hmm. if you're like me. I don't, like, I, George Carlin is one of my favorite comedians, and I don't care what era it is, I'll, I'll enjoy it, but it was the post hippie dippy weatherman when he started to kind of go counterculture and then, you know, evolve was when I really got into it, so I can kind of see where, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's what you
3: were watching, like, hey, it's Carlin, but it's kind of carlin light. It's like a Sesame Street Carlin. You know, which is fine because, <laughs> you know, people forget he was on Thomas the Train. Oh, that uh, is oh, yeah. that
0: is one of the two things that I like of Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're either going
3: to love him because he did, he went and did the subversive thing like you were talking about, Travis. And, and he has eras, you know, he'd go all the way to black and white Jimmy Dean show. He yeah. was on that in a suit and tie. Uh, but this, yeah, it was definitely not the Carlin I was aware of. So I walked away like, and he was he was a writer on the Flip Wilson show. That mm-hmm. was one of the things he did. So it was nice. kind of cool to know he was in the background a lot. Um, but yeah, anyway, we picked a good one. Uh, Helen Reddy comes up again, sings a song, basically the same as the other song, except it's like on her face yeah. most of the time mm-hmm. yeah. through like some vines, like yeah. or, like some sort sure. of fake plants vineyard. Yeah, but it was shorter. It was like a good two minutes. Yeah, you know, it was fine. It was fine. She did a great job. Great job, Helen Reddy. And then. We're back into the blackjack skit uh, where Red Fox is playing the dealer and Flip is playing the troubled gambler. Uh, i And got all a is going well. i got a system. Yeah. He's got a system of how he's going to win this game. And it's just it's funny jokes left and right. And then, of course, Joan Rivers mm. walks in and changes the game for everybody. <laughs> Uh, everybody's got to step up. The it was the,
0: so she's like super superstitious and she's got to get her seat. And my favorite line was when Flip's like, Well, how do you feel about a black cat walking in front of you? <laughs> 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 oh, good. It's, it's, it's mostly yeah. it's his delivery of that
3: joke is, and then his like cracking up at himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> just it's doing just really clap good.
3: Del- I was like, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: See, my favorite was right before that when he's telling her, I got a foolproof system, and Red Fox is like, He's the fool that's proving it.
0: I got a system. Yeah, yeah you've used every deliveries. system. The counting system, the, the the double system. Everyone but the winning system.
2: I mean that was just that was that whole sketch was three pros. Just mm-hmm. showing oh, yeah. off, just flexing yeah. mm-hmm. for five minutes, <laughs> and oh yeah, it was great because you and knew it, like there were me? just zingers flying left and right, and you never knew who was going to have the last word because you'd get uh you'd get a great one liner out of Red Fox, and then all of a sudden Joan Rivers would come up with something, and just and you're like you're getting whiplash from getting hit by them left and right. It's so good, <laughs>
1: yes. and again, you could not tell me that this was scripted. The way yeah it was like okay. Here's here's the premise of what we're doing. I'm going to come in and start this way. Joe, you come in and whatever, you know. Yeah. Or maybe they talked a little bit about it ahead of time, and then just it was like, "Okay, let's riff." Because good lord, it felt like they were just riffing off each other the whole time.
3: Yeah, and you can't help but wonder if some of that was happening because I mean we watch Saturday Night Live and stuff now, and there's nothing that anyone does anywhere without a cue card when they're like on stage in front of people yeah. or some thing to help them remember what they're supposed to do. I mean, these guys, they didn't look at anything other than each other mm-hmm. and the audience once in a while, you know, but that, I mean, they were pros. If they were going to do a skit, they did it exactly right and it was fantastic. Um but yeah, that the the zingers left and right. They are they are pros and it's impressive to watch Comedy pros together do that dance Mm -hmm. because it works best when there's no center. Like they're they're not trying to grab. Let me look at me, look at me. Right. It's it's they're leading each other and the improv and the taking taking turns. It's all about taking turns. Like you know when there's a comedian that's just gonna over blow blow everybody off stage, Mm. and uh, it's fun to watch them back and forth and not nobody's the center point. They're all just talented. Yeah. Yeah, on that stage together. That's
2: yeah. when when comedy works. It's collaborative. It's everybody working together. And this was three. It was a perfect circle of the three of them in this sketch. And it's a mm-hmm. testament to like it's Flip Wilson's show, but he's gracious enough to be like, yeah, no, I got Joan Rivers and Red Fox here, and he, you know, he's good friends with them, right. which mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. sure helps. But then Red Fox is not going to try and step on anyone's toes. And neither is Joan. And it just, they all work together so well. Yeah. It's, I love that.
1: Love it. The other thing that I found hilarious was the comedy that they did through props. Like Flip Wilson gives Red Fox some cash, gets some chips, but he doesn't use chips the whole time. Like, why are you throwing down cash when you got chips, dude? Oh my (laughs) (laughs) gosh. Okay. We're just throwing out money. It's like, I got to play with the money. The money's got to be a funny thing. And it was. Yeah, him putting it in his
3: pocket. Yeah. Oh, you just go put that in your pocket. Yeah, I'm a Mm (laughs) co-owner. Yeah, it was it was just absolutely wonderful. And at at some point towards the end, you just notice that Red Fox doesn't care about the chips or the money anymore, and they're just slapping things around uh to use
0: it. The the finale of that sketch, though. Right, right, because all of her nonsense, ridiculousness, right, and so Flip wins a ton of money, and so he gives, yeah. you know, Red Fox is giving him all the all the chips and everything. He's like, "Hey, you should buy your new friend. A, you should buy a new friend a broom, a new broom." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that was really good.
3: oh i loved it i loved it so that was that was the second to last skit till we finally come to one of the one of the setups that flip wilson was known for he was known for a couple big characters uh one of them was geraldine jones who was not featured in this uh who you were alluding to earlier is like he walked so tyler perry could run very much in the same vein um they actually worked in a, it's a very derogatory name, but back in the 50s and 60s, they called it the Chitlin Circuit of Theater. It was kind of a very derogatory name for black theater. Sure. Uh, and they would refer to it as that, and that's what Flip Wilson got started in. Uh, and then the name was changed or retaken back as like Urban Theatrical or something. I can't remember what the final name was. Um, but when Tyler Perry was getting his start, they accused him of trying to resurface Chitlin Circuit. Huh. Uh, because he was doing a lot of black theater in the same vein as like stuff that had gone on in 50s and sixties, and he was very combative against that, but I thought it was funny that you mentioned Tyler Perry because they this they ran in the same circles in terms of like where they their plays and where their their shows went on huh. um which was kind of it was kind of kind of neat to see the connection to a modern day yeah uh, guy doing his thing with Geraldine Jones and then Medea uh in the Tyler Perry business is all kind of the same but geraldine jones was not in this episode but the church of what's happening now was and i Good Lord. was so tickled when i watched this uh-huh. because i have heard me some spirited sermons <laughs>
1: and i was gonna say this one I hit have, close this one is this one nailed <laughs> right makes, right there which makes it that much more hilarious because it's like so hilarious. much better you're like I'm aware of this. I have mm-hmm. been to a Baptist church <laughs> where I
3: felt like there was always someone in the back going "Amen, Amen." You're like what, or you're sitting next to that guy when you're quiet and the preacher's praying and you just say "Amen, mm. 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 Amen." <laughs> like the whole time you're like, "Dude, like and calm down." Please. The thing about that's <laughs> yeah, all right.
2: Yeah, and the thing about a sketch like this is it's a parody, and parody works best when it's something that you so know close. and yeah. that you mm-hmm. love, and you yeah. can tell. That he had to have grown up in churches like this. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh sure. Because you don't you don't get this good. Like that's what makes good parody is to be able to Mm -hmm. like appreciate the thing that you are then taking the piss out of. Yeah. And he (laughs) does it so well, and like just constantly pacing and moving around, and like leaning and then leaning again, and like three different leans before he'd get up and walk around the the podium (laughs) again.
3: <laughs> oh, it was, stomping his feet and like yes, going down, man. like you know, doing a little dance, and the guys in the back with him for everything. Can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Can I get an amen for such and such? You know, he just they would do the whole bit, uh, and it was the whole thing where he was going to go to Vegas. <laughs> oh my uh, Just uh. killed me. Well, first he was going to was their going-
2: mecca, Detroit. Right, Detroit, the weeks. Mecca.
3: Can I get an amen for the Mecca of Detroit? Amen for the Mecca of Detroit.
2: And the best part was <laughs> he was going weeks. to Detroit for two weeks, the last 12 days of which will be
3: spent <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs> the city of sin.
1: Oh, city of women.
0: sin. And I'm going <laughs> to pick him <them> up.
3: <laughs> I'm going to get a hotel room on the 14th floor. huh <laughs> Fourteenth floor, just everything. I'm going to try right? and just stop so. the
1: sin there, or at least slow it down.
3: <laughs> oh yeah! I was like, oh it just, Lord! I ate it up. I loved every moment. And uh, and after that, we get we get Red Fox being dragged in as the substitute preacher. Oh. His guess, name
1: for a, his name
3: Pussyfoot.
1: Pussyfoot
3: <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Pussyfoot. I can't remember his last name now. Johnson. I it down. This is Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Reverend Pussyfoot Johnson will be taking over. <laughs> and Reverend Pussyfoot Johnson looks like he's fairly excited to take over the church service, but he needs to talk to Flip real quick about something important, uh, and that's his salary. Yeah. And he yeah. said, he said, what did Flip? Flip said, I've heard a rumor that you are fast on the lip and tight on the hip. <laughs> can they wouldn't give it anybody. It's what Red Fox said. Your church, uh, your church is always open to the poor, and it shows. Yeah, I, I heard like they that. came. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. The, yeah. yeah, you opened your church to the poor, and I heard they showed up. <laughs>
0: oh, the end of that though. Just, oh, it was so good.
3: <laughs> well, he, oh yeah, he was going to reveal the name yeah. of the brother because he didn't, didn't give. He didn't G I V E give. He did G I V gas ignition velocity engine. Give. <laughs> talking <laughs> like, twenty dollar bills. Oh. <laughs> what was great is that didn't even go anywhere. No. Like it was just a metaphor for cars, but it didn't. <laughs> like again, Audie, could that have been an improv? Like, did they
1: make that crap up? Because it didn't go anywhere. He had that written down to you somehow. Oh, yeah? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was just let's like, get it in there. let's pull it out. Because what do churches do? They try to connect the dots for something uh-huh. you know. <laughs> With something Jesus give, how can we do give? Uh, give it's like a car. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, if you're going works. to
0: Mecca, Detroit cars seem probably you know, exactly probably a good there thing you to go. talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because that's Lord, get the number of things you'll so hear good. churches take a word for and make some kind of thing out of it like that. For, oh yeah.
3: But, well, and it's great first grade poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, you take <laughs> yeah, the word yeah. and you write yep. the thing out. Also yeah. like the sketch had
2: the great moment where he sends the two deacons out with the collection yes. baskets and when yeah. they come back with nothing and they immediately pat them down.
1: Yeah. Yes. And then send them
2: back out and that's when he does his last ditch thing about I'm going to yeah. reveal the name and they come back just overflowing with 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's that's such so a funny. good payoff like that whole the build up for that really it's good. it the end of it's worth it. <laughs> Once you get there, it's it's just worth it. And like that, his, that
3: whole his Go costume
2: ahead. his costume was fantastic. The wow. first time he mm-hmm. walked around the podium and you I could see the spats that he had on. Yes. And yeah and just that jacket and oh man, he just he he went for it and it was oh it was so good.
1: hmm
3: He nailed it. What is that what those shoe covers are called? Yes. Spats. spats. Yes. Man, where'd those go? We need to bring back spats. Those yeah. things are cool, man. The, last person the only I people see. that cool enough to wear them now is like the Joker. and <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. I don't know. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, there you go. No
0: pants, but spats. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can do that when you're a duck. <laughs> and a yeah. millionaire. But if you see Scrooge without his blue shirt thing on, you're like, that's a naked duck. This <laughs> is indecent.
0: <laughs> What else could be going
3: on? Uh, like, but if they go swimming, they put on trunks. You can keep an eye right. on that. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you can only have one half yes. uncovered or it's it's same, lewd. It's mm-hmm. the same
2: with Porky Pig. Never wears yeah. pants until he has to go swimming, and then suddenly he's wearing shorts and no shirt.
3: Yeah. It's the thing. Oh, okay. There are rules yeah. to our animation. You yeah. know, we can't have that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we just. We, we we end with what I, I feel like is probably the crescendo and the, the big deal of the show is the church of what's happening now and find our way into the, the tail end of it where we say goodbye to our guests. And uh, it's back at the blackjack table. And you have this feeling that they're probably going to sit there for a little while yeah. afterwards because they're just hanging out. Like, why would they leave? This is a great right. blackjack table. Um, I like that about this show is that everybody felt like they were just friends goofing off on stage. It didn't feel it was written. It was planned, but it just, it really felt just like a good time. Yeah. Um, didn't feel like people were hired to come and play.
1: Right. You right. like mm-hmm. you,
3: would, I'm going to pay my friends to come do a thing. It's just like, nah, this will be fun. I'm I'm going to go play goof off on stage with, uh, with my buddies for a little bit. And I, I like that vibe of the show. Um, and I, I, I was not disappointed. I was worried when I was when I pitched watching this because I did have such a fun time with it when I was a kid uh, watching it. That one time, I was like, "Is it really as good as I remember? Is it really as fun as I remember?" And I, I, I came back with a wholehearted yes. It was, it was a great time. I think the episode I saw as a kid may have been funnier, but I, I won't know because I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh but it had Jerry Stiller in it and like a handful of a like a nice. dentist skit with Jerry Stiller and I I remember laughing so hard at that. Who Jerry Stiller basically looks like he looks now just like only slightly younger. <laughs> it was really weird. Um but, like him and
2: Red Fox uh, has Red Fox ever looked young ever no. in his life? No. I have never seen a picture no. of that guy without gray hair. You look at his Wikipedia
1: page and it looks like a totally different person. I'm like, that's not Red Fox. That's some young dude. I don't know who that is. (laughs) And he's 43 in the picture. I was like,
3: (laughs) what? I think he was playing Fred Sanford when he was 50, like low 50s, which is kind of bewildering because Fred Sanford's supposed to be in his 60s. Like, what happened? (laughs) What was the hard life they lived back then?
1: You do the opposite. You get 20-year-olds to play high schoolers, and you get 50-year-olds to play your senior citizens. Yeah,
3: there you go. I do have to say that Red Fox may be a life goal for me, uh, just in terms of demeanor. When I get there, just I want to be that chill. Because I've watched him in interviews before, and he's way more relaxed than he seems like when when he's yelling on the show and everything. But when he's just sitting there, he's like, oh, yeah, I do this. I go wash my car, blah, blah, blah. You know, he just... Old guy doing old guy things. That feels uh, like every Harrison
1: Ford mean. interview. Like he's so bombastic <laughs> on screen, but in interviews, he's just like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, we did that. I'm did guy. the work." Well, that's because he's in every interview, the older he's, he's baked. So, <laughs> it
3: <is>. like, <laughs> it's the only way he can get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: he likes acting. He hates yeah. interviews. Yeah,
3: he has gotten better though. He's played a little bit more in the last 5 or 10 years than he did when he was, you know. Well, I mean, I don't that. blame he just him. I want anyone like, to ask him. Oh yeah. You um, know, yeah. I want
1: to act. I don't want to go do a bunch of interviews to promote something. Like that's your job. Yeah.
3: I just want to do the, I just want mm-hmm. to tell the stories. But, you know, uh, Harrison Ford is one of my heroes. I I don't want to meet. <laughs> I've always <laughs> said that. I'm like, I love him. Uh he plays one of the most iconic characters in my brain, you know, and I I don't want to meet him <laughs> ever <laughs> i'll pass i'll go meet the other people that want to be met you yeah. know like they're at cons because they want to say hello uh and make a dollar on their autograph that's fine uh and if flip wilson was at a con i'd, I'd go see him i would oh heck yeah but you know that time has passed and so has our time with you all talking about the flip wilson show i have had a great time would you guys watch it again if you had an opportunity oh, yeah. oh absolutely sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome good well that means the success we will watch it again uh i hope you out there in, in tv land would also watch the flip wilson show if you didn't watch the show with us go out there and check it out There's still time on the daily motion you can uh, find the link in the show notes for the previous episode uh so you can watch it if you want to but next week
0: mm-hmm. we're
3: closing out variety shows and amy yes what do you got for us
0: uh, we are doing rowan and martin's laugh Uh, A favorite of mine from my childhood. Now, let me tell you, choosing an episode was so hard. So um, episode I did not choose, but that you should go watch is it's the first real episode. It's episode two on Tubi and all the places where it is. Um, It is the first ever appearance of Tiny Tim at the nine minute mark. And it is so good. Um, So you (laughs) should watch that also. Um, but the episode that I picked is uh everywhere that it is available at season one, episode ten. It's Sammy Davis Sammy Davis Jr. and Joey Bishop. Um mm. there are a few <laughs> other uh there are a few other cameos in here, including a very young Regis Philbin. Oh jeez. Oh, oh, so now I I'm gonna prep you for this, right? Because laughing Right Laughing is a play on sit in right it's a political thing and so imagine like your grandchildren sitting down and reading like two weeks worth of the onion headlines with no <laughs> uh no reference whatsoever and you kind of have to piece together no i remember learning something about right it's kind of like that but it it's real good it's oh, a good I'm goldie so horn one excited. too yeah uh so I'm that's available like a bunch of places um but Tubi has it
3: Okay, season one, episode 10 of Laugh-In. I'm excited. I've never watched Laugh-In, so I, I can't wait to be a part of this. Uh, this theme has been an absolute joy from top to bottom. Yeah, I'm telling you, I can't wait. Uh, but as we were just talking about themes, one last thing for you all. Do some homework. Uh, you just got to vote in our poll. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a poll up there on the Twitter, or you yes, can send in your vote. Yeah. Those were the days show at gmail.com. Or those days show on Twitter uh, is where you'll find the poll. And you can email us. You can do that. You can, uh, you can whatever. Just let us know. Us. However, <laughs> you can somewhere. get in touch with us. Yeah. yeah. Tell us what you want. Uh, and we're going to give you four options. So, our four options for the next theme, for the next, I feel like every time I hold up four fingers, I have to go, woo! A <laughs> <laughs> <Anybody else? laughs> little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Just a woo! Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do educational. Stephen King miniseries, power couples, or cop shows. So be thinking what you want us to cover because uh, we're excited for all of those. They're <laughs> going to be great. Uh, I can't wait. And with that, uh, you guys have been an amazing audience. As always, thank you for listening to the show. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you, you, you've been listening to this great show about classic TV, and they should tune in. We'd love to have more folks uh, listening to this show. And, uh, with that, it's, uh, for me, for Adi, for Travis, for Amy, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a great day, week, month, bye!